heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at the Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebels and My Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back, plus years of sports injuries. Ebels and My Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Ebels and My Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about, really, it's, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. This is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we have a returning guest, and it's been far too long to have him on the show, and uh, it's my fault because my schedule's been crazy, and uh, I'm so excited to have him on the show because, well, as I discussed in the intro with him, uh, he has recently been brought up into the topic of conversation in a modern news discussion specifically focused on one Georgia governor race because uh, one Marjorie Taylor Greene brought him up in the tweet thread as the libertarian alternative. Shane Hazel returns to the program discussing why, yeah, he got 115,000 votes and he ran back in that special election as the U.S. Senate Libertarian candidate and why the Republican candidates are just so gosh darn afraid of one Shane Hazel. So with that being said, a great conversation here on today's episode. So on to the show, Shane Hazel here on The Brian Nichols Show. What's happening, brother? I am tickled to be here. Do you know, uh, I think you were the first podcast I ever got an invite to come to. No kidding. Get out of here. I was thinking about that in your intro. I was like, man, look at this intro. It's badass these days. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible <laughs> to see you. Like just the evolution, the friendship and all this, man. I am I'm humbled to death to be back with you. And and honestly, the the feeling is likewise, Shane. You you've been fighting the good fight, and I'm so honored. And I t- sometimes take a step back, and I'll you know I'll be getting ready to wind down at the end of the night, and I'll just be kind of thinking through things, and I just smile. I'll be like, you know what? got some really good buddies here that I've established in this, you know, this, this greater Liberty world. And you, you asked me five, 10 years ago, you know, where, where do you see yourself in, in five to 10 years? 
I never thought it would be in this world, but I am so thankful that I found myself not only with this group of people, but the fact that we're not only sharing these ideas that we've all kind of stumbled upon, but now we're we're making a difference. We're we're having the chance to reach new people, people who are asking questions, they're excited about it, I don't know, I've seen people like almost that kind of magic Christmas morning feeling when like you, you see the presents under the tree when they discover this new idea. And I think COVID, despite all the negatives that's come with it, has given a lot of people the opportunity to start looking for other options. And Shane, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, I had you scheduled for the show in advance here for a couple weeks now, and all of a sudden you get brought up into the news cycle by one Congresswoman Mar- uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about your running for uh, governor in, in uh, Georgia in 2022. Um, and she mentioned your running back in the U.S. Senate campaign where we had that special election that took place where Come on, man. You got over 100,000 votes and you split the vote and the Democrat ended up winning. Shane, you took those votes from the Republican Party. If only that silly libertarian hadn't been there. So uh, let's start off here. Number one, Shane, what's going on? You're running for governor. Are you looking to to just go ahead and get those Democrats into office or, or is it something else? Yeah, I'm not into siphoning votes, man. It's uh, it's really just all about what I preach on radical. It's peace and liberty and consent and free market. So the the idea that I'm a, a plant or I'm siphoning votes or any of that kind of stuff is just it's so silly, man. And, and you know, there, with thousands of hours of content out there, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, you know, tweet. I don't know, tweet thread. It was like Christmas morning, man. You you wake up and you're like, I got one of the most hyperbolic, you know, congresswoman who can't say anything without being politicized <laughs> coming up with a eight thread tweet mentioning, you know, yours truly. It's like, well, let's have fun. And to be fair, you know, I'm not going to, I won't go too far, but to be fair, um, I think she was right in a lot of it. Dig into that. So she's right into a lot of it because when I'm looking at it, she was right. In that, in my thought, she was right in that she said, hey, voters, they're out there. They're paying attention and they're tired of the same platitudes. They're tired of the same empty promises. They're looking for people who are out there actually willing to stand up on issues that they care about and and speak truth. And you got over 100,000 votes in that U.S. Senate campaign, you raised up a lot of concerns that weren't being met by the establishment GOP. And I think it was it was Purdue that you you were facing off there. And that, that now, right, is that? Yeah, Purdue yeah. and Ossoff, man. And, and the, the greatest part about the entire thing was, you know, to garnish 115,000 votes, you know, um, about 2.5% of the, the total vote count, I didn't spend a dime. I didn't knock on a door. I didn't attend, you know, any, you know, real events, uh, you know, like the, it's not like you, you know, when you're running for office in a statewide, like, especially as a libertarian, when we're in a weird season of, of this country in terms of lockdowns and people are scared out of their minds to come in contact, like it was just podcasting. It was doing lives on Facebook and Twitter and the rest of that kind of stuff. And so I, the, what's happening right now is the Republicans have already started to concede that they're going to lose Georgia for the governorship because they've got such crappy candidates that won't come to the table, that won't engage libertarians, that won't go after the independents. And, you know, for Purdue, you know, to have the chance to come on to my show for an hour after coaching him and telling him, hey, man, 
I got a laundry list for you. What do you think about, you know, A through Z in terms of taking this and presenting it to, you know, the people who voted for me to see if you can't win this election? Funny thing happens when you send Rand Paul into the lion's den and only thing Rand Paul can talk about on my show for David Perdue is Rand Paul and how David Perdue actually just kind of sucks and Republicans, Democrats are kind of the same. It was really a tough moment. You know, I mean, even as a Rand fan, it was just kind of like this, whoa, this this is terrible image, you know, for for the Republicans in the Senate and in, in GOP in general. And that's when, you know, produce all the, the whole thing go down. Uh, the sacrificial lamb from Rand Paul being slaughtered on my show, you know, and, and not not maliciously, just you know, with, with actual real questions from somebody that's not paid media. So it was, I mean, it was one of those that he voted for David Perdue in the runoff election, then voted for him in the general election. And you're just sitting there like, well, did I, did I inspire people not to vote for him? Because I, I don't know. And that, and that's not my thing either. Like, I'm not telling you don't vote for him. I'm saying, and maybe vote on principle and maybe that's resonating as well which you know for us great good i i'm not here like i'm not here to play in their system i'm here to destroy their damn system man and that's the thing is like oh we can rebuild the constitutional republic no you can't it's never going to happen we're going to balkanize some way or another we have to balkanize some way or another and you know the, the idea that we're going to be the same after we're done in terms of system, why would you want that? Why would you want this ridiculous, you know, you know, centralized planning murder cult type of system in charge of your lives through quote unquote, a democratic system? Like, can we just use a voluntary system? It's 21. God yeah, sakes. I wrote, I wrote down the word expose. You, ex- you exposed both the, the establishment GOP, but also it exposes the, and this is the other side, right? We have to we kind of reframe the the way we look at this sometimes. It's also exposing the left because now you have people like Ossoff out there. Um, now you have the, the radicals out there like Stacey Abrams, who they are running hyper-progressive to the left, and your average Democrat has been kowtowing to that hyper-progressive uh, base. And now when you're there as the, the true foil where you have the squishy Republican they're not able to differentiate enough. And when we're talking about that in sales, um, and this is something, by the way, folks, I'm super excited about. We're going to be doing more as we go into 2022 is taking the things we talk about from the sales and marketing perspectives and really bring in you know, guests like Shane here to show how to do this stuff in actual political applications. So in this case, Shane, you differentiated yourself. You were the the liberty-based alternative and not just an alternative, right? Your solutions were better than both solutions being presented to the voters from the, the Democrats and the Republicans. And right there, the 115,000 voters that you got, they are the part of the market that is paying attention. And I think there's more of those voters who are in that marketplace that we can start to appeal to but they haven't been able to enter into the marketplace because they haven't seen 
a genuine product that they feel comfortable putting their vote behind. And now it's starting to show when you have these squishy Republicans and these hyper progressive Democrats that if they're just going to be running us off a cliff and one just happens to have the pedal to the metal and the other one's going 25 miles an hour, I'm sorry, we are looking for a true alternative. I think it was Carla Howell I had in the show and she mentioned this about resetting narratives. You know, it shouldn't be, hey, we're going to cut the budget um, back instead of it's going to be 5% growth, it's going to be, you know, 3% growth, which that would just be imaginary numbers in, in our wonderful world if we could rewind back to that. But no, rather we should be saying, no, we're going to cut $2 trillion from the budget this year entirely across the board. Actually, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just uh, repeal um, as many different agencies as we possibly can. Get rid of the DEA. Get rid of the um, the Department of the Fed. or uh, the Fed. Get rid of the F, uh, FBI. Get rid of the FDA. Just go down the list. And we would have some fun doing that and reestablishing narratives. You've done that. And that's why you are a threat. That's why the, you have a, a sitting congresswoman going out of her way to not only address the elephant in the room, that there is a libertarian candidate in Georgia who has been causing a ruckus, but the reason being is that you're actually offering a real substantial alternative. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Um, I don't. I, maybe there's not even much left to say. I will say this though, you know, as as you're saying all this, you know, and and, and taking a, a you know a lot of heat from you know everybody that doesn't really understand voting and politics and, and those type of things in Georgia. There's a runoff system. Um, you got to get 50 percent of the vote plus one vote to not go to a runoff system, and then obviously uh, I'm not in it. So you know, if I let's let's just say for for the sake of argument, I did cost the republicans the election man you better as republicans you should be extremely thankful look at what's going on in dc right now with the ridiculous amounts of spending with the authoritarian overreach with you know what was fort pelosi up there with the national guard guarding congress like when when you see all of this and you go man the republicans aren't in control right now they do not in control in the Senate. They're not in control in the House. They're not in control of the White House. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. If if I if I'm to blame for that, you get as Republicans, you get to blame all of this on Democrats. They're not going to do it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of differentiating yourself um, in this space, is you know, I, I get into a lot of you know, kind of know, say liberty battles with guys that are like Mises GOP or Liberty GOP guys. And listen, I, like I'm all for them um, and what they're doing. They, they can't stand that I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing and that's okay. Like you, I think if you want to be in this Liberty space and you're looking to the future and getting rid of the old systems in the, in the past and the bureaucracy and the force and coercion and the centralized banks and things like that, like you've got to be bold and you've got to be able to take the hate and you've got to sit there and say, listen, I'm not going to bend. Like this is not for sale. This is going to be principle all the way I mean, for, for, for me, it's peace, liberty, and consent, right? Like peace, liberty, and consent. If I, if I am away from that, then I'm off principle. And if I'm off principle, then I lose the trust of my base. And I'll tell you what, man, it, like to, to, to be where we are now in Georgia with, you know, type of optics coming in already where they think they can't win because of people like me, um, then good, right? Like good. We have done our job in pushing liberty into at least the back of their subconscious, right? Like they are scared to 
death and they're freaking out right now. And it's not because of Stacey Abrams. It's because their power it will it is will never return as long as somebody like myself or you know anywhere else for that matter is is in the position that we are that they have to come to the table like they're never going to be in power again now you ran shane as a big l libertarian right now i i firmly believe it's it's indicative on us as and i i've considered myself i'd say for the past year or so like political party kind of agnostic i i definitely support our big l libertarian candidates but at the same point in time I, I believe that we also need to have our Thomas Masseys in the world, that who are going to go out there and fight the good fight, unfortunately, with the R next to their name, but at the same point in time, and this is where I want to maybe go ahead and steel man the best way I can, I want to hear your, your response, is to say, well, look at what happened over the past two years, Shane. Uh, you look at, uh, maybe it's the difference between you running for office in the U.S. Senate, where it's a federal office, and now for governor, right? And let's, let's look towards 2022. So you're running for governor. As a libertarian, we just saw the state just literally to the south of you with one Governor Ron DeSantis, who he wasn't really a, a you know a rock rib liberty Republican when he was a, a GOP a rep in Congress. But then you fast forward to this era of COVID, he has been easily one of the best governors on the COVID issue across the United States from the onset. And part of me, and and then, you know now removing myself from the steel man, I have to say I am empathetic to the position, because I'm coming from up here in a blue state, and I see family and friends living in hyper, hyper blue states, and just how important it is to have the, the, the ability to stand back against the duopoly, but in a meaningful way when, like, one of those members is going to take over and really use the state in a negative way, which we've seen happen in states like New York, like New Jersey especially, like Michigan, like Pennsylvania, so... Let me ask you this, Shane. The steel man, doesn't it make sense, though, from a state level to at least have some safeguards in the GOP against what we've seen take place in this hyper, hyper, hyper progressive blue states where the COVID regime has taken such authoritarian power already? I, I think, you know, like I'm, I'm all like the Rands, the Masseys, uh, the, the the Bigs, you know, and um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Mike Lee. Um, you know, some of those guys have done, you know, just what they're supposed to do right like you know they're like it's not a high bar to be the best in congress right now so um with that being said like i'm all like if, if you've got GOPers out there that are doing these type of things you know at state local levels good this is like make allies find common ground i mean it's it's not hard and here's the the, the thing that i will say is like I think this is the, you know, this is really what the libertarian moment needs to understand. The, the movement and the moment is that when we are successful as big L libertarians, um, we're not looking for power. We're not looking for a place in this structure with this bureaucracy. We're, we're, we're not looking for that. What we're looking at is a collapsing empire because of non-saleable money, because it's not hard. It's, it's definitely immutable and it's, it's fiat. It's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, what it's become because of these things. Now with what we're seeing in these hyper blue States uh, and in, in America is a movement, both, on the Republican side and the Democrat side, and obviously on our side towards balkanization and secession. And within those hyper blue states, 
like California, you've already started to see that the people that are not in the cities are saying, we don't need these guys. We're going to do different things. Places like Oregon and Washington on the eastern side of the state, they're just like, man, we're done. Like we are looking for possible ways out of this, not only through you know legislation, but through resolution and saying that our county, our cities are not going to be part of this kind of thing anymore. And what that is, is taking a step back and saying, wow, because these guys have gotten so tyrannical, in this time, in such a short order because of a collapsing fiat currency, they have slipped. They've pushed too far, too fast, and there are people that are literally drawing lines in the sand and say, you better not cross this, man, because this is it. We got a, a gang full of people out here. We'll deputize them, and we will make sure that if you are if you're out here to take our life, liberty, and property as a community, uh, whatever that community is, you're going to be met with deadly force. And I, I think that is such a beautiful return to what you know we thought and what we were always taught America was from the very beginning is like, listen, you can stand up to the most gigantic, tyrannical empire that has ever existed with you and your local you know friends and family and community and fight off you know tyranny. And, and do something new, do something exciting, because let's face it, you know, the, the framers didn't get it all right. They got it a lot more right than the guys that centralized it under the Constitution, but they didn't get it all right. They, they, they messed up in some big ways. And now what we're talking about is, no kidding, a volunteer-type society with a new currency and an absolute opportunity to usher the, the human species into a new understanding, a new paradigm where we've never been before. I think it's an amazing time to, if you actually just kind of take a step back and look at it for what it is. No, no, it absolutely is, Shane. And I think, you know, part of what you've just helped outline is it shows we have a very touchy subject, right? You, you talk about the balkanization, like this is a subject for your average person. They're like, oh, it's like a, it makes me uncomfortable, Right. And and it it makes people weary, but at the same point in time, what you've done is you've helped you've helped show what would happen in the the next step. And we talk about this in the sales process as well, right? Where you have um, and it's funny how things uh, timing uh, my episode or my morning sales huddle rather that aired this morning uh, in in my inbox for the uh, the, the subscribers there over on our morning sales huddle email. Um, it was about the issue where people have buyer remorse and the idea of if you're the sales guy, right, being able to help them see, hey, you made this big decision, right? Here's here's what's next. Here's what to expect next, and here's other people like you who also had these same concerns and here's what they ended up doing and here's where they ended up and you've painted the picture to show listen it's not going to be this big scary thing but rather it's actually going to give you the chance to live more likely a lifestyle that you want to live you're not going to be forced to live under the you know 50 plus one percent of a you know a, a quote-unquote democracy um as we've been taught in our government schools that is a good thing no but the contrary we're starting to see that's not a good thing um we shouldn't have a situation where everybody is constantly looking at an election every two four years and everybody gets super angry at each other because now one side's going to use the political football and, and you crush the other side it's it's annoying it's it's disgusting and I think it was Dave Smith who put it best um he was talking about 
you know, do you really want, it was, oh, you know, it was, it was his breakdown of Hassan Piker's um, you know, discussion about bringing uh, communism to the, the workplace, right? And he said, do you really want to bring politics to the workplace? Because that's what it would be. You're bringing politics to the workplace. And in him saying that, it, it really shows people don't like politics, which is why I think we have to stop talking like politicians, like politicos, and instead, Shane, just start talking like people, um, because that's who we have to talk to, is your average person. The, the, the politicos are more likely than not already on one side or the other, and this is where the old GOP, or the, sorry, the old GP, oh, GOP, the old LP, um, that I think is on its way out, has been playing the game so wrong. They, they've, they've thought for the longest time that if you were to be friends with these politicos, and you were able to have the opportunity to, you know, pick their brains or, you know, then give some influence. And while you're at it, you can also go ahead and maybe get some publications of yours, put in their, their, their uh, articles and such. They don't care. They really don't. You, you have been in their eyes, just a useful idiot along the way to serve as the foil versus a true alternative. And this is where, you know, when I first came into the Liberty Movement, I was a little naive. I heard people say, you know, yeah, I laugh. The LP, yeah, I don't want to be a part of the LP. And I'd be like, why? Like, I, I you know, I, I think it's a great alternative. It's a, you know, the biggest third party. It speaks about you know, libertarian ideas, the ideas of not hurting others and not taking their stuff. What's there not to like about that? And then I saw like what the internal LP politics was and, and where their vision was and not just the goals, but the intent, the intent behind those goals. And that's where I said, oh, come on, really? And then I kind of, I get it. I, I saw, you know, the, the man behind the curtain. <laughs> it was like, oh, man, the LP is full of uh, just, you know, people who really don't care too much about the big picture. And they are more focused on playing this, you know, this clubhouse game, which I just am so tired of, of playing, Shane, um, which is why, thankfully, and I know we're going towards the tail end of the conversation here, but that's why it's it's appreciative to have you, but also refreshing to have you as, as somebody who is leading the charge. So as we, you know, as I mentioned, you have a, an election coming up here. It's not even a year away now at this point, which is just wild to think about 2022. You are running as the libertarian in Georgia uh, against now D- David Purdue. He said he's running for governor. Is that correct or no? Yeah. David Purdue what? just got into the race here. I was so, like, so that's I, fun. I, I, I think they're throwing, I think they're trying to honestly throw it to Stacey Abrams <laughs> at this point is like, let's create as much distrust and confusion and heartache for the GOP. And maybe they'll just stay home because they're so sick of this nonsense. And meanwhile, Jeez. Stacey is unopposed. Well, that's fun. So, yeah, we have um, we have some interesting things to look forward to in Georgia in 2022. So with that being said, Shane, obviously we want people to be able to not only continue the conversation, but also go ahead and give you some love and support in all your uh, your endeavors here in Georgia. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, RadicalPod.com, brother. Um, they can find anything and everything. There's uh, the governor page. There's the Helios project. Uh, and I will be starting a new project on uh, post-traumatic stress. It's uh, called the Brave Mission. And I'm going to take a bunch of vets and do a, a whole bunch uh, in terms of helping them recover through psychedelics. And I think it's going to be uh, an absolutely a, a amazing cultural shift uh, up here in Appalachia stand. So Brian, I, I want to thank you again, man. It's uh, it's always good to hang out with you. Always good to talk with you. And I, I, I mean, just honored to be friends with you and, and, and have you in this space with us. Absolutely. Shane, hey, at the end of the day, my I tell us my sales team, you got to find your why, right? And as I sit back, what's my why? My why has always been uh, well, no, no, it's not. It hasn't always been. It has, it has really been reaffirmed over the past, I'd say, two, three years, especially over the past year and a half as we've refocused here at the show, is to help 
the greater liberty world be able to bring these ideas and not only sell them to more people, but make it just the obvious, this makes sense next step. And I think we're, we're having some success. I'm feeling good knowing that the conversations have been changing and it's been changing because we have people like you who have been leading the charge. So that being said, Shane, uh, thank you for all you do and thank you for the kind words. What we'll do is make sure we'll make it as easy as possible for folks to go ahead and uh, find you, support your campaign, but also, yes, go ahead and subscribe to that amazing podcast, The Radical Podcast, which I cannot recommend enough, folks. I uh, subscribe and I listen to every single episode. I cannot recommend enough. So with that being said, go ahead, click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you to today's episode where you can go ahead, yes, get all of uh, Shane's social media and links, but also the entire transcript of today's episode plus yes elephant in the room episode 400 plus all other 399 episodes of the brian nichols show oh and by the way all the other bonus episodes with that being said as well shane hazel thank you so much my friend for joining us on today's episode of the brian nichols show have you checked out the new brian nichols show collection over at proud libertarian head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks elect overthrow the government t-shirts question everything mugs and of course our ever popular don't hurt people don't take people's stuff bumper sticker the brian nichols show shop over at proud libertarian has all the liberty swag you need and hey if you're looking for more awesome liberty apparel check out the rest of the amazing proud libertarian store while you're over there and be sure to use code tbns at checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order that's right 10 percent off your entire order from proud libertarian including everything over at the brian nichols show shop and all you have to use is code tbns at checkout one more time head to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop and check out the brand new brian nichols show store over at proud libertarian and use code tbns at checkout for 10 percent off your entire order Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our conversation with Shane Hazel. What an absolutely fantastic conversation per usual. And uh, folks, if you enjoyed the uh, conversation as much as I did, well, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Go ahead and uh, give it a share. And when you do, make sure you go ahead and give Shane a tag and go ahead and give me a tag as well at B Nichols Liberty. And hey, you want to go ahead and be a, you know, a super fan? Well, take that extra step. Head over to BrianNicholsShow.com. Give us a five-star rating and review with the hundreds of other folks who have done that as well. Every review helps us reach more people. So head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash reviews and give your five-star rating and review today. Coming up tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, we missed him last week because he was a little busy. Uh, and don't worry, he still is busy, but he took some time for us to go ahead and give us another episode of Cody's Concerns. Kenny Cody returns to the Brian Nichols Show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're not missing, yes, another fantastic solo episode with uh, another member of our amazing team here at the Greater uh, Brian Nichols Show. I almost said the Brian Nichols Show Network. And don't worry, we're not a network. Uh, not yet. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? Yeah, I'm kidding. Don't worry. Uh, no network here. We we have our, our good friend Chris Spangle leading the, the charge there. We are Libertarians uh, and getting the greater We Are Libertarians Network. I think we're almost up to 15 shows now with uh, Dr. Eric Larson's brand new show over on the network. So shout out, by the way, to uh, Eric Larson. Uh, so excited to have him on the greater We Are Libertarians Network family. Uh, and if you, by the way, didn't know, we have such an amazing uh, just entire category of shows that you can pick from. We'll head over to We Are Libertarians and you can check out all of the, yeah, I think it's around 15 or so different podcasts that are available for your listening pleasure so with that being said thank you folks for joining us on today's episode that being said it's brian nichols signing off you're on the brian nichols show for shane hazel we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to the brian nichols show 
Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.